You can find that on Antifade Records. And I think that is it for me. I'm going to make way for Sam. He's in the house, ready to give you Pasco's perspective. You're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. How's it going, Bay Area? I'm DJ Sammy P, and this is Pasco's Perspective. Big thank you to Carolyn from kicking us over from the 2 o'clock hour. It is 3 o'clock now, and I am with you for the next hour. We have some great music to play and some great topics to get into in the world of sports, Pac-12 action, the USFL championship, a lot of football-related news there, and in the entertainment world, we got some Netflix news. And Minions Rise of Gru topping the box office, and we'll, we'll get into why exactly uh, that is uh, in the fifth installment of that movie franchise. So we'll talk about all that and more here. Hope you had a great 4th of July. I know it was a little foggy in San Francisco here. I was over in Oakland at the A's game. They beat the Blue Jays. Fireworks on the field. That was fantastic. Hope everyone had a fun and safe holiday. Also, too, we have the text line open today, 415 415- 938-8015. One more time. That's 415-938-8015. We'll tweet that out at Pasco's Perspective on Twitter. Tweet at us. Text at us. If you uh, have any hot takes or music recommendations, we are, we are, the line is open and we are open to all suggestions. So without any further ado, let's get into today's show. We're starting off with Conan Gray. This is Disaster. Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio.
We are back. First segment of the day. We are looking at Hot Topic in Sports. That was a new segment we made from last week, covering now three different topics in a pretty quick time frame. So first up, July 4th, hot dog eating contest. Nathan's Hot Dogs, Coney Island. It's her tradition every July 4th. And is it really a sport? Not really, but it's kind of fun. ESPN covers it. They talked about this one uh, competitive eating couple where they met at a conference and now or one of like I don't know if they have conferences but they met somehow through an eating competition they're competing she was pregnant last year and now she's back competing and it was good interesting kind of having these various you know stories around you know loose a loose sport I don't know if it's more ESPN Ocho direction than pure ESPN but definitely kind of entertaining for the one day of the year and the the big headliner here is of course Joey Chestnut uh, if you do consider competitive hot dog eating a sport, he would then be the most com- most dominant athlete of all time. I think he has something like 15 titles. He, he runs away with every hot dog eating contest. I think his all-time record is 74. He didn't quite get close to it this year. He got 63, and he well, he did have an injury. He had a he had a cast on his foot, I believe. So he was in walking crutches. So he wasn't able to go all out, but he still won with the 63 hot dogs. But even the more interesting part of this uh, is there was a little controversy was that there was a protester that charged the stage in a Darth Vader mask and a black T-shirt. And he went out right in front of Joey Chestnut while he was eating and he held up the sign, expose Smithfield's Death Star. And then, you know what Joey Chestnut did as any American eating hot dogs in that situation? He went full on chokehold on the guy. And then slammed him to the floor behind him and then continued eating more hot dogs. I mean, that was crazy to see that. Um, the photo they used kind of for the you know weekend wrap-up photo from one of the newsletters I read, it's actually funny because the sign he's holding, it reads as Exposed Mythfields Death Star. So I spent about 20 minutes on the internet looking up what's Mythfields, only to realize it's Smithfields. Uh, so I tried to look up what exactly he was protesting. There was a lot of like, it's kind of sketchy websites with a bunch of ads on them. Like, read more about it. Apparently, though, it's a pig slaughterhouse in Utah that abuses animals, and he's trying to draw more attention to that, exposing their Death Star in reference to the classic Star Wars series. Um, you know, kind of, kind of interesting, kind of, kind of crazy that that popped up there. But hey, kind of interesting, and that's what's up. That's what's up with the the hot dog eating contest landscape. We'll see them again next year, July 4th. Uh, moving on, next hot topic we have here is the Pac-12. They are down, man. They are they are tough because they're in a tough position because we already saw USC and UCLA leave them to go to the Big Ten, and now the Big 12 is in discussion to add up to six Pac-12 teams. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington all could possibly leave. There's also, also the possibility that they could merge the conferences um, if all schools, all six of those schools just straight up left the Pac-12, the Pac-12 would not be Pac-12. It would be the Pac-4. There'd only be four schools remaining. Uh, it'd be, I believe it, it's Stanford, Cal, Oregon. Did I say Oregon State? Yeah, Oregon State. And there's one other one I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. But there'd be just four members, not that many, um, in the conference. And with that, the Pac-12 now is exploring various options. What could it do with it just remaining members or what? is left of its remaining members. So they are looking at that merger idea. Overall, I think this is a great sign for college football. I think it's great for the players. There's more money, there's more NIL. It's making the schools more competitive and it's making them going to be able to recruit athletes and then pay them a fair market price. Hey, what's it actually cost to get a top high school quarterback to come be the quarterback of your major institution college and represent them? And bring a lot of TV money in, and now the players will actually get a portion of that. Jury is still out if it's going to be good for fans. You know, I don't know if we're going to get, you know, a USC Rutgers type of game. Like, I don't know who really wants to see that and the travel component. But hopefully, as long as we still see the, you know, the Stanford-Cal matchups and the UCLA-USCs, you know, people, matchups that fans and kind of the college students really want to see and have that rivalry with, I think it will still be good. But the big, the big players... It was already kind of going that direction anyway with the college football playoff, these four you know, elite teams. You know, if Utah goes undefeated. Do they get a chance? You, uh, UCF, you know, BYU. It's like, what do you do with these 
kind of schools that Oregon even that aren't in the major conferences. Well, now now they're going to be in the major conferences and playing for a chance. Of course, the big underlying thing is money. There's more money to be made. The Pac-12 distributed out an average of $33.6 million to its member schools for fiscal 2020. The Big Ten, in comparison, gave out close to $55 million to each of its member schools, except actually Maryland and Rutgers, which joined in 2014. And that's only going to get bigger. They're saying the Big Ten's next set of media deals are expected to top a billion dollars. And that was prior to USC and UCLA joining the conference. So we're going to see some astronomical numbers uh, for college football, which I think is good for, again, for the players, for the schools. Jury still if it's for the fans. So that's my thought there on the college football landscape as that is changing because NCAA itself, you know, you really need a giant, you know, behemoth company to run your championships that's pretty much all it is for 500 million dollars let, let the schools kind of handle it put the power kind of more in the in the school's position so that's my thought there uh last thing on the hot topic speaking in the football variety but kind of moving maybe not up a level but maybe more laterally is the usfl kind of like a really good college all-star team from the past like four or five years but they were the first spring football league in recent memory to finish, start, and finish an entire season. Congratulations. Woo-woo. They did it. They did it. The AAF could not do it. That's the Alliance of American Football. I was a big Arizona Hotshots fan back in the day. But they went under. Then we saw the XFL 2.0. COVID made them go under. But the USFL, Foxes, bringing it back in the face of lawsuits, in the face of the XFL 3.0 potentially poaching its players next year. In the face of all that, they did it. They had the regular season in Birmingham. Everyone there, the Philadelphia Stars, had no relation to Philadelphia except that they were named Philadelphia. They all played in Birmingham. And then semi-playoff game and the championship game were in Canton, Ohio in that Hall of Fame game stadium. That finished, we had the we had the Stars against the Stallions. And I tuned in for the last five minutes of that game, and that was some amazing football. I don't know how the beginning of it started, but they said both starting quarterbacks were injured. So we saw Alex Magoo, who was actually drafted in the seventh round uh, by the Seahawks a few years back. He did great for the Stallions. And then we saw K.J. Costello, the uh, former Stanford quarterback and Mississippi State quarterback. He came in for the Stars, had a pick six. Scooby Wright picked him off for a pick six, took it, took it for a touchdown. And then Costello came back, had a great touchdown pass. They went for it, not on fourth down, but on the kickoff instead of a onside kick. You can actually have a make-it-or-take-it play where they give the ball to the team that just scored at, like, the 35 and say it's 4th and 12. So you have to convert. If you convert, the ball is yours and you keep driving. Or if you turn it, But if you turn it over, you fail to convert. It's the other team's ball at that point. So they failed to convert. And then because their kicker, get this, the kicker that the Stallions had was actually a former Notre Dame soccer player. I was trying to re- read up this guy's wiki. Like, why? How did he become a... USFL kicker from playing Notre Dame soccer. I believe he was drafted in the MLS or some professional soccer, but now he's the place kicker. He did horrible at the beginning of the game. He missed like two easy field goals, so they weren't comfortable with him kicking a field goal being up one, so they punted from like the 49. It was a crazy football game. I recommend watching the end of it, and it it was some interesting football, and got a little clip here at the end of the winners, the Stallions. They are the winners. Will this play the winners of the first ever, the inaugural championship season? I don't know if we're going to be able to get this to play, but anyway, it was quite the sight to see. Stallions win it, and they're coming back for year two. I want to see them make it more like a TV show, maybe a little bit more engaging in terms of that adjunct television show, maybe making it like Big Brother where you know fans could tweet or vote in to let players get cut or stay on the roster, have a lot of fun with it because I did that with the rules. I think having it, having a place for an experimental, really fun version of football because the NFL, the no fun league and for short, can't really experiment too much with its players. Like, why would you? You don't need to. You're the NFL. But the USFL has a lot more liberty to do that. We saw a lot with the XFL and 2.0, having Pat McAfee as a sideline reporter, having fun with it and making football fun. USFL didn't quite do too much of that, but I think they could doing more coming to season two when they're going to be in, I believe, two to four different cities, not just all in Birmingham. So maybe 
they'll come to a city near you. Don't think it'll come to San Francisco. Football's not too big here. But that's what we got in the USFL. That's our hot topic. Uh, let's go to a song now. This is Jordy, if he's in your bed. Waiting for someone that I wouldn't introduce to my friends. I don't even know you, but I know you're not as good as my ex. And I guess that I'd rather have sex just to say I did. Kissing boys, I know I wouldn't ever introduce to my mom. I don't wanna have to take a shot to think we have things in common. It probably happens too often, but I'm here again. And maybe I just need someone to tell me sensitively Once I was yours, and you were mine, we had time, 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 gotta make it out of here, make it out of life, we gotta climb, 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 I would never leave you, never leave your side, can we try, 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 to make it out of here, make it out of life, can we climb, climb, climb. I can't prepare myself for the fall I don't 
Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. At KXSF, we believe that food is not only a need, but a human right. Before COVID-19 hit, one in four people in the Bay Area were hungry. Now, folks are experiencing hunger at even more alarming rates. The good news is there are so many ways to help. Donating, volunteering, organizing. Find out how you can become part of your local community-driven solutions to end hunger in the Bay Area by going to kxsf.fm slash kxsfacts. This message brought to you by your neighbors at KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. If you run a small business and want to help support San Francisco's music and cultural scene, please consider becoming an underwriter. The cost is minimal, but the benefit, keeping the arts alive in San Francisco, is huge. Reach out now by emailing info at kxsf.fm. We look forward to working with you. KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. I can't sleep tonight Cause the bed is too hot And you've been so cold And something but I don't feel right She like to talk a lot. She show me how she work it in the parking lot. Make that earthquake in the parking spot. 5.1 surround sound, West Coast bound. Top down yelling, is anybody around? I might go insane and empty out my account. 
Or I might keep it safe and save it till I am out. Girl, I've been feeling good. Come help me kill off my doubt. It's dangerous. Couple bad b****s and they came with us. Never been the type to just make stuff. They love to take credit when they ain't with us. When they ain't with us. Start to get bored if I hit it twice. Don't gotta f*** me, give me hit at night. I've been on the low, had to minimize. Start to care less, that's the key to life. Why these b****s doing the most? And all these stupid inspirational quotes That don't have anything to do with the post I just wanna paint the inside of your thumb Hey, yeah Why these people doing the most? Typing all these stupid inspirational quotes That don't have anything to do with the post I just wanna paint the inside of your throat This dangerous When I hit it raw and I'm spacing out Sometimes it feels too good We get to take it out Dangerous I've been wishing any minute You came to get it Let me hit it Feeling different when you make it out Dangerous Make it out of the club It's dangerous When your friends start to show me some love Yeah I don't wanna get up off it I feel like I'm in a coffin How that got me stuck in the mud It's dangerous Couple bad Then they came with us Never been the type to just make stuff They love to take credit when they ain't with us When they ain't with us Start to get bored if I hit it twice. Don't gotta f me, give me hit at night. I've been on the low, had to minimize. Start to care less, that's the key to life. Why these people doing the most? Typing all these stupid inspirational quotes that don't have anything to do with the post. I just wanna paint the inside of your throat. Hey, yeah. Why these people doing the most? Typing all these stupid inspirational quotes that don't have anything to do with the post. I just wanna paint the inside of your throat. It's dangerous. Your girl got the iPhone code. Dangerous. Got a towel, hit the same pose. Dangerous. In the slow lane while she give me top, top. Plus I'm in a sports car driving in the snow. This dangerous. Barry Sanders with the open field run. This dangerous. Big, you can see her from the front. This dangerous. She been listening every time we kicking it. I know you thinking it when she walking right yelling everything. It's half past three and my brain's on fire I've been counting sheep but the sheep all died And I'm trying too hard but I can't not try Well I can't fall asleep and I'm losing my mind Cause it's half past three and my brain's on fire I've been counting sheep but the sheep all died And I'm not dead yet so I guess I'll be alright Don't you love it, don't you love it, no I ain't happy yet But I'm way 
support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. Support for KXSF comes from The Strand Salon, located at 409 Locust Street in San Francisco's Laurel Heights neighborhood. The Strand is a full-service hair salon specializing in Aveda color and products, staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Visit their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. If you would like to keep San Francisco's music and art scene alive, please consider becoming a KXSF underwriter. The cost is minimal, but the benefit, giving local musicians, artists, and activists a platform like independent radio, is huge. Reach out now by emailing info at kxsf.fm. We look forward to working with you. All right, we are back. Took a quick little music break, and we are now hitting it with our second Hot Topic segment. We are now diving into some entertainment news. Before we start, the text line is open again, 415-938-8015. One more time, that's 415-938-8015. So, Hot Topic numero uno in the entertainment world is the Minions movie, Minions, The Rise of Gru. It broke the 4th of July weekend box office record. That's right. That's right. There is no movie in history that has brought in more money on a 4th of July weekend than Minions, The Rise of Gru. It brought in more than $125 million, surpassing, I think, about $120 million that Transformers Dark of the Moon made a few years back. And there's a lot of reasons why the Minions are so popular. Again, this was a pretty big, it's a big franchise. It's been in our lives since 2010 with the original Despicable Me. Then the Minions themselves had their own spinoff. Gru, the main character, voiced by Steve Carell, has had his own trilogy. And now this one's kind of part of his, but I was a younger kid. And, you know, NBC, they've been doing a lot to promote this. It was supposed to come back in July of 2020. You know, they put the Minions around their Tokyo Olympics broadcast. Um, it's been in shows like appearing additionally with American Ninja Warrior and America's Got Talent. So NBC has been pushing it a lot, even in IHOP. The Minions have their own special Minions IHOP menu item. I will have to make my way over to IHOP to try out those Minion pancakes. And Universal's overall had a pretty good mentality about keeping knockoff Minions roaming freely on the internet in terms of memes and in real life. Kind of just getting more eyeballs on the IP. But, 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 this is where the biggest thing, the biggest thing, why we see Minions specifically taking over 4th of July weekend more than Joey Chestnut, more than Smithfield, Mithfield's Death Star, is because of Generation Z. Hashtag gentle, mil- gen- gentle Minions was a trend born online, and it's a joke. It started with a picture of like the Sopranos guys, like five masculine dudes. With the caption, five tickets to Minions, Rise of Gru. And it just kind of exploded from there where young men wear suits, dress up, and go to the movie theaters and film themselves going in, like fancy, all dressed up, going to go see Minions. Um, There's even one movie theater that had to ban band teats, uh, teens in formal attire because they were causing disruptions in movie theaters. That's how big this got. I saw several. I counted with my boys. I wanted to go see uh, minions dress up, make it like a formal thing, but then you're really just going to go see Minions Rise of Gru. So that's kind of the whole joke, but it paid off for Universal, bringing in big bucks for that, showing that these online trends, when they do hit, can convert. Because there's been a lot of kind of internet memes and like a lot of activity, but how does that really convert into dollars? Yeah, I think Radio Shack, the IP is still available. Someone on Twitter took that over, and now they're tweeting really controversial and horny things online. But it doesn't actually help Radio Shack, which is actually now a crypto coin that worth less than a cent. Um, but no one's really buying that. Or, you know, how much can this really be a tangible thing? And we're really seeing with Minions that it can be a tangible thing, that the social media kind of environment. There's also other factors, too, that the Minions movie is kind of works for a lot of people, little kids, old people, parents. 
kind of teens. It kind of all worked, so it kind of was a perfect storm for it to really blow it out of the park for Fourth of July weekend. And, and big picture, this is great for movie theaters and movie execs in general because it's a sigh of relief that families and pretty much people on all the age spectrum want to come back to movie theaters. You know, last weekend was the first time since pre-COVID times that four movies, that's Elvis, Jurassic World, The Black Phone, and Top Gun Maverick, grossed over $20 million. So it, it's it's good news for movies in the box office coming back that's not just going to be Spider-Man. It's not just going to be Doctor Strange as the only do- box office big dogs that people still want to go back and we're going to still see other stories except not only just the Marvel Cinematic u- Movie a masterpiece, the Giants it is. Because so far in 2022, the box office is still down about 33% compared to the same time in 2019. So we'll see how the rest of it goes, but movies are booming. On to hot topic number two. Spent a little more time on that one than I expected. But quick one on number two is that Kellogg's, I thought this was kind of funny, they lost a fight to block a ban on sugary cereal promos. So Kellogg's, you know, they're going to be splitting into three separate companies, but in England, they're fighting uh, anti-obesity measures in in because they're banning the promotion of sugary sugary uh, cereals over there across the pond, and they're trying to convince that you know cocoa puffs, frosted flakes, when combined with milk, become healthy, and a high court judge rejected that argument, and they said no, you're going to lose. That's not that doesn't make sense. Just because you add milk to sugary cereal does not now suddenly make it healthy. Judge Thomas Linden said literally that, quote, somehow become, because a healthy product, if it's mixed with a consu- com- uh, consumption of milk, it, it's wholly unconvincing. It, as the addition of milk does not alter the nutritional profile of the products themselves, end quote. So they're already saying, no, that's just a ridiculous argument. Just because milk is healthy does not mean you can write off the back of that. So. Anyway, I just want to mention that. I thought that was kind of a, a quirky news thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of sugar in those cereals. Probably not the best to eat those in a ton. In moderation, it's fine. But don't need to have too many milk chocolate curls for breakfast or crunchy nut clusters, you know, just for in general. So, um, final point in hot topic. Netflix, the media technology company, they are actively working on building a cheaper ad-supported model that's what the company's French team said on Tuesday. But they added there's no clear timeline. This, of course, is not new news. As it was revealed last month that the streaming platform is struggling and they are looking for other ways to bring in revenue. They lost, for the first time in over a decade, subscribers. Over 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of this year. So much more to do. There's You can go see Minions. You can go eat some cereal. So much more to do than just sit at home and watch Netflix like you would over the past two years with the pandemic. So one of those strategies to keep people on the platform to keep money flowing into the behemoth that is Netflix is a cheaper subscription model where you have ads in exchange for watching and paying for the Netflix content. I think that's fine. I think the idea now that they're actually bringing to light this creation of an ad-supported Hulu style where you have ads even though you're paying for content is fine. YouTube still does a better version of it where the videos on YouTube are all entirely free. And watching YouTube and watching TV in general, and even Instagram, you're kind of accustomed to ads. It was kind of a luxury that Netflix had that to begin with. Uh, in today's, even back when it first happened, especially now today when you're used to seeing an ad on Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram, you know, the content will stop for you to watch a short ad. I think that's pretty standard. What is interesting with the ad thing, I wonder if they do any sort of unique product placement things. I know NBC Universal's Peacock, there mentions that they're going to work on in scene ads so they have a, over a billion dollars pledged from various corporations to get ads on peacock's platform but in seed ones are in scene ones are when the character you're watching you know grew and minions rise of grew is walking past a billboard that billboard would say verizon on it or if you're in i don't know England, well, it wouldn't say Kellogg cereal, but it would say something geolocated re- relevant to you. Maybe it'd say DraftKings for me, more of a, a younger person in the sports variety. So they're actually going to change in scene. What you're actually watching would change depending on where you're at and who you are and what ad you would see your person interacting with. I think it's a lot more creative and a lot more interesting as long as it doesn't sacrifice the creative control that the actual creators of the show, the reason I'm watching it, don't sacrifice too much. But again, product placement in TV... I think is not not nothing that if it makes sense, 
it works even if it doesn't really make sense i think the power rangers movies had like a un the new one had an unrealistic connection to Krispy Kreme, like their giant <laughs> like power stone was located under a Krispy Kreme restaurant. That was a little silly, but I think, you know, Gossip Girl had a vitamin water sponsorship or one of the, the new TikTok ones with Addison Ray. He's All That, a remake on the He's, uh, She's All That from the 90s with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Had a lot of connection with um, Frito-Lay and, and Coca-Cola. There was all like chips. They were eating a lot of Doritos with the bag out. So I think that's fine. Netflix can have the ads however they want to do them. I just think the Netflix idea, they, they have an opportunity to be something so different. They don't have to do, just because they grew, grew to become this behemoth of the Netflix, I don't see them in the same sense like the NFL has to commit to being, oh, we're a real brand of football. Have some fun with it, Netflix. HBO, your whole goal of becoming become HBO before HBO can become us, you lost that. Disney Plus, Hulu by extension, Peacock, Apple TV Plus, they're all standard streamers. Why not do something different? Yes, I know they have the video game component in there and they're trying to sell video games and now merchandise. But why not be like a minor league, you know, a Netflix advanced media separate one where movie or film students from various film um, schools across the country, across the world, could submit films and have their content on the Netflix platform, user-generated content, or have people vote on what's interesting and having like a mini movie club online, like a book club, but movie club doing other exciting things rather than just pure ads than just having, okay, we have to follow the same playbook because that's what everyone else is doing. I think Netflix is in a position to be a little bit bigger than that and a little more exciting than that, but we'll have to see what they end up doing with that. That's all I got for hot topic entertainment. Let's go to a break. Now this is the chain smokers with everybody hates me. Let's do it again, but uh, this time, uh, let's go full psycho. Yeah, I just want to drink tequila with my friend. She says she cheated because she's trying to get ahead. The more I read it, yeah, the more I take offense. I'm so defeated, I can't get outside my head. I post a picture of myself because I'm lonely. Everyone knows what I look like. Not even one of them knows me. Yeah, I just want to drink tequila with my friends. I'm so defeated, I just want this shit to end So I walk into the club like everybody hates me Everybody hates me. I just want to walk into the club like everybody hates me. I just want to walk into the club like everybody hates me. 
Support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. You're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco on car radio. All right, that's all I got for you. I've been DJ Simi P, and this has been Pasco's Perspective. Hope you all had a good Tuesday afternoon. We had some great music being played. We had some hot topic segments that we got into in the sports variety, hot dog eating, football of all kinds. And in the entertainment world, Minions Rise of Gru popping off in the charts, Kellogg's, sh- sugary, siller, uh, sugary Cereal, and Netflix working their ad-supported model. So, that's all we got. Let's wrap up. Uh, actually, one last thing. Giants do play tonight, 640 in Arizona, taking on the Diamondbacks. They lost yesterday, 4th of July, 8-3. to Bumgarner got the win, but he's on Arizona now. So, that was tough. Carlos Rondon got the loss for us. But on the bright side... Yerman Mercedes had two hits. Kind of fun guy. Called up from AAA. So, anyway, he went two for four. All right, that's what we got for you. Wrapping up, we got Rihanna. Please don't stop the music.
Listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. I'm DJ Sammy P, and this has been Pasco's Perspective. Please don't stop the music.